Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. 
Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Collider Body Slam Smackdown Live Recap. So much to cover here. The 1,000th episode. (laughs) Show the highlights of us doing our Smackdown recaps in slow motion in stills. Uh, I am one of your hosts, as always, John Roca. Really excited to talk about this episode with the founder and creator of Pro Wrestling Sheet. Always hanging out with me, uh, Ryan Satin. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm looking forward to this one, man. Yeah, no, this was a fun episode. Tonight. A lot of stuff happened. Right? If you're a wrestling fan, this was fun. Yeah, okay, so I feel t- I feel twofold about the episode. Okay. Yes, 100%. Like, a fun episode of the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, if this were just like any regular episode of SmackDown, I think that there'd be no, I'd have no, I would not be complaining about it at oh, all. But I think the fact that they hyped it up so much as like an epic ceremony of a thousand right. episodes, I do feel. Like it was maybe a little lackluster in that Ooh, regards in, tw- okay. in terms of like celebrating the the thousand episodes of right, SmackDown right. and you know compared to Raw twenty five or Raw mm-hmm. one thousand or whatever it was like the, the, but compared to celebratory yeah. episodes of the past. I don't know if it quite was on par with those, but yeah. if this was just if I'm just rating this as a regular episode mm-hmm. of SmackDown above and beyond, like super entertaining, yeah. super. Fun, lots of cool moments, lots right. of good story stuff coming out of here, lots of good matches. Right. Um, I very much enjoyed the show, so I don't want to look like I'm complaining about it. But in yeah. terms of like, do you agree in terms of like a celebratory thing that it maybe didn't live up to some of the others? I think for me, more than anything else, it was about the fact that um, uh, we got to see some images and shots of stuff from the past. But unfortunately, you have to temper it with the fact that some of these people have really moved on and done other things. Some of these people have passed away. True. And so it was just like, it was, it was, in that way, I was a little little let down that we didn't see more guest stars come back. That was more yeah, my thing. Like, like, the only time we the really rock? saw guest stars was like the, the GM segment when like yeah. they were there for two seconds in the backstage yeah, or, right. it was or, so quick. Ed, or Edge where like great segment right. but it's not like we never see Edge anymore. Right. You know? Right. Um, although I will say great use of Edge. Yeah. One of the best uses of Edge is one of the best ways to use Edge since he's retired. Absolutely. I, uh, great, great segment. Yeah. Um, and even like Evolution. Like Evolution right. Was kind of random. I loved it. Great segment. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was one of my favorite SmackDown segments in a while. But even they said when they walked out, they yeah. mentioned the fact that this is like the first time Evolution is appearing on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, but it's then why? Is why? That why? Yeah. Like, exactly. I, like I get that Randy Orton 
Triple H, uh, Batista mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. have all collectively been parts of SmackDown throughout the thousand episodes. So I yeah. guess it kind of made sense. Um, and and we'll get to the Batista thing because I'm yeah. pumped about the Batista thing. Yeah. It was great. Let's talk. Well, let's jump first into uh, the fact that uh, uh, R Truth still has a job there. And damn, if this isn't perfect to have R Truth. I mean, who would have thought of, of if I told you three months ago, four months ago, like who do you think is going to open SmackDown one thousand? Maybe at the one millionth guest, you'd get our truth. Like maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe. But somehow, him and Carmella opening this thing up with Truth TV, which apparently has been canceled after one episode, which which is insane because people loved it. Yeah. Uh, and so the, he he did the dance break. Carmella was telling him it was canceled. Uh, of course, we had the opening with all those images from past SmackDowns, which was great. Uh, and and video, some quick videos. You know, you're seeing Edge or a Rhino uh, gore him through the Titan Tron. You see uh, Booker T. And Steve Austin, Booker Tisi, which is great. Tell me you did not say that. You see uh, Kurt Angle with his little cowboy hat. Uh, you see so much, uh, and the Rock kicking Coach from, which is one of my favorite bits ever. When he has Coach doing the Charleston, then he kicks him right out. Uh, <laughs> but like, oh, you saw a bunch of stuff going through it, and so you, you. Then we got to this pr- thing where he's starting out with our truth and and uh, and Carmella, really fun, funny stuff. Then they bring out Stephanie, and just when Stephanie's about to talk, boom, Shane comes out, and then Shane has a little back forth with Steph. And then the boss comes out, Vince. So all the McMahons reunited. And so you mentioned earlier on one of these SmackDown, on one of these recap shows, how R Truth is good friends with the McMahons. And I wonder if they were laying the groundwork this way so that R Truth would introduce them for the 1,000th episode. I wouldn't put it past them. You never know. Vince yeah. Vince works in mysterious ways. He really so you does. never know. Uh, before I get to Vince, I, I my, one of my personal favorite parts of this segment mm-hmm. was. Uh, when Ste- I love how angry Stephanie McMahon gets oh, yeah. at people cheering Shane McMahon. Yeah. Like the, the, her character getting like so worked up over like everyone cheering Shane. It's the best. Like yeah. when she was like, "What? He's been gone for months. He's been gone for, like eight months. Why would you be cheering him? He's been gone. Like yeah. all he has to do is, oh, that's all he has to do, guys, is just to say your name. Do you guys realize how easy it is? To just say your name, and you all just cheer for him. Uh, I, yeah. I love when Stephanie does that. I think it's great. It's like a yeah. fun little like sibling sibling rivalry thing. Right. Uh, so that was super entertaining. Uh, always a pleasure seeing Vince on television. Oh, yeah. He's always entertaining. It always just blows my mind though when. With all the complaints from wrestling fans that you see on the internet, yeah. or even from you know you hear from wrestling fans that aren't necessarily complaining twenty four seven on the internet, yeah. um, Vince still gets majorly cheered. Oh yeah, like right now there are so many people that are on the internet complaining about Crown Jewel. Yeah, and they and it's all Vince's decision. Vince is the only one who can pull the plug sure, here, of and they're just cheering for him he's just dancing away like there's not this whole drama going on behind the scenes where there's pressure for them to cancel their multi-million dollar event coming up but you got to respect the grapefruits on vince mcmahon to have all that going on to still book himself to be in the opening Mm -hmm. segment and to (laughs) and to joyously dance at, at the end of it Crack me up because I'm like, God, that guy's got some balls, dude. That guy is like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys want to pressure me to do something? I'm going to go on TV and dance. <laughs> yeah. F you. 
It's and it was. I, I wondered though, Ryan, as you say that, if and I'm thinking right now that maybe this was done on purpose to have them come out this way, so that people like can can forget the fact that Saudi Arabia is connected them for a little bit, and you see them dancing around and being human and being funny and having their back and forth, and have Vince come down and go, "No one wants to hear you two bicker." Blah blah blah. Dance break. And so maybe that's to kind of smooth the edges out of this whole situation. It could have been a full on PR move with the fans, with the people. Because I'm guaranteed there's not a lot of people talking about Saudi Arabia. Today through the WWE because they were they enjoy the one thousand seven thing. I mean, so it's maybe very that's much, on purpose. It's very much a Trumpian type thing yeah, where true. it's like, don't look at this, thing, don't look, look at this thing, look at this thing. <laughs> yeah, the keys yeah, in yeah. The face, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but it was a good segment overall. Oh, yeah, absolutely, it was a good yeah. segment. Did you see my tweet yesterday from that interview Shane McMahon did? No. <laughs> I usually, I'm usually up to date on your tweets, I too. Know. And Vinny, who works in the office with us now, yeah. uh, he's a wrestling fan. And he, he told me yesterday when I came in, he was like, that's the first thing I saw this morning, and it disgusted me. It, I, I'm so mad. I actually should have brought this up to you yesterday. Okay. Shane McMahon did an interview with um, Opie Radio. I think it's like the guy who used oh, wait, to do Opie and this, Anthony. Wait, is this the one about the helicopter thing where he willed himself to life? Well, that was cool. Yeah. That was badass. That but, was. But no – Okay. Uh, that same interview. Okay. That part was also equally badass. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say equally because this other part is not badass. <laughs> that part was badass. This part was gross. Um, the host mentions to Shane. He said something along the lines of like, "Oh, we had Bruce Pritchard here once, and he mentioned how uh, when Stephanie was pregnant." Uh, Vince pitched an angle where there'd be like an incest angle between you and Stephanie, and it would be like your kid. And Shane's response goes, wow. well, my sister is pretty hot, so I guess I wouldn't have really minded it that much. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what? Now, later, later in the episode, he clarifies, and he goes, yeah. he says something like, Let, I never heard this idea. If I, if I had heard the idea, I would have vetoed it. <laughs> but, but the initial response of, like, well, my sister's hot, I wouldn't have minded it that much, I, I went like, whoa, like I – Recorded that on my phone that one part and yeah. tweeted it or whatever, but <laughs> that wow. part was so gross. And then they then then they come out and they're all doing their playful thing last night, and I couldn't help but think of my t- you know that that interview <laughs> I saw that I listened to the whole time when they were talking. Uh, yeah, oh, it, was, it was that that other part. Did you so you did you listen to the yeah, clip yeah. with the helicopter part because that, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who didn't see it, you should check out the interview. It's actually really mm-hmm. interesting. It's Shane talking. About all sorts of things, like he talks about Ronda Rousey, Hulk yeah. Hogan, uh, tons yeah. of stuff. But but one of the most interesting parts, and also we put up a story yesterday on the site that a lot of people loved. Uh, one of the things he mentioned in the interview was uh, his kids yeah. are big fans of wrestling now. They want to get into the business. Yeah, and of course. that they text message booking complaints to Vince, which I loved. I was like, oh, my God, that's so great. Because you know Vince Grandpa. McMahon – Hates getting those text messages. Oh, I'm sure. Imagine Vince getting text messages from. He didn't even like taking booking suggestions from Shane. Yeah. Back in the day. Can you imagine? Imagine a little 15 year old Shane yeah. McMahon's son being like, Grandpa, or Pop. That's what he said he calls yeah. him. Pop, why are you not pushing Cesaro? You know? Right. Like, where is Sasha Banks? What, why is Finn Balor so smiley? Yeah. You know? Why is Asuka not the, the, the champion yet? Pop, what are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Pop, it's so simple to fix. Just do this. <laughs> um, but the other cool part of the interview that, that Roko was talking yeah. about is he basically talked about the um, – he in detail talks about his plane – or his helicopter crash from yeah. last year. Yep. 
and it was gnarly. It was like straight out of an action movie. He basically says that like the you know the the pilot started saying mayday, 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 and then he asked if he could help at all, yeah. and the pilot said, "Can you come up here and just keep pushing this button right here?" And he said, "Yes, I can." He got him, so he got into the cockpit and is in the cockpit mm-hmm. with the pilot trying to help while the pl- while the helicopter is going down. And he said to he said that he was really calm during the whole thing because he said to, because he had said to himself. I'm not going to die here today. Yeah. I'm not going to die in this helicopter. The pilot, I don't know about him, but I know me, I'm not dying here tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, Shane's a <laughs> badass. Shane is a Well, it is pretty badass when you survive. I'm sure a lot of people might have thought that in those moments and then died. So, you know, we don't get to know that they thought that and survived. That's a good point. That's a good but, point. But I respect the fact that it's a pretty badass thing for him to say. And, yeah. and, and you know what? Some people have a force of will that allows them to survive situations for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they could, you know, like they're going to stop themselves and get blown up in a, in a helicopter crash. But you never know. No. Nope. So those kinds of things are there. And the energy you put out, I've seen it happen. So. What? Do you think that this ep- this opening to SmackDown? Yeah. Do you think it was too close to the opening of Raw twenty five at all? Uh, With like Vin- a Vince segment, maybe. But I think having our truth there was different. Made I a little more having, goofy yeah. as opposed to like the Stone Cold tough guy exactly. attitude era vibe, right? Then this was a little more because SmackDown was always more of a breezier show. It was always more fun of a show, and they tried new things on SmackDown, what they couldn't do on Raw. And what Stephanie said kind of inadvertently is correct. We, you know, which you can argue her truth or not, but we take take things a bit more seriously on Raw, or we, you know, our thing is a little bit better, blah, blah, blah. Even though Shane's like, this is the A show. Stephanie's like, no, no, we do things a little more seriously. (laughs) Well, this is A show. I like when she said that. (laughs) Yeah, this is A show. Uh, but yeah, it was fun back and forth with all three of them, and I enjoyed it. But uh, and I hope Truth TV isn't over. Jesus Christ, people loved it. People I think yeah, I think it. people are liking it too much for yeah. it to be over. Yeah, they're gonna say it got picked up again. They were literally chanting Truth TV to Vince. When, talk about booking suggestions. They're telling it's him gonna, to keep it going. It's gonna be like the community of of WWE. You know, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Didn't Community get canceled and brought back? Community did right. Not get canceled. It was yeah. It got I canceled. Think it NBC in the sixth season was somewhere was else, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, at yeah. Yahoo or something. Yeah, or Hulu. One of those things. Hulu, something like, like that. Like the Mindy Project and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. We move on. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. They took on the Usos here. Look, I got to tell you something. I really like the Usos. I do not. I used to hate them, hate them, hate them when they were faces and doing all that face paint, all that shit they were doing. It just didn't do it for me. But ever since they went on that heel turn and then kind of came back to kind of that tweener type of status, and especially that day one is shirt is a kick ass shirt. So overall, I I love whenever they come on SmackDown, but they aren't on that much, which is really interesting. So to see them well, they were for a while and they've kind right. of and then they kind yeah. of yeah walked away for a little bit, and so to see them taking on AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan to kind of push this narrative of Bryan and Styles can they get together this kind of I think it worked out I like this match a lot well I think I mentioned here a few weeks ago at some point that yeah. Jimmy Uso is on Jimmy Uso is on the top of my list of like guys that I think have oh, to uh, break out singles yes, yeah exactly yeah. potential to be a breakout singles guy I think the Usos are very talented like mm. I've never I, I never understood the the hate against them when they were faces with the face paint even like I mm. I've got their toys from that time period like I've liked them like I, I they've always seemed Genuine to me, like they've always like like they've always seemed like uh, extensions of themselves, but in an yeah. entertaining way. And I've always thought they were entertaining in the ring. But when I saw what this match was, when I saw it was going to be the Usos versus AJ and Daniel, yeah. I was like, "This is a match I never knew I wanted mm-hmm. until right now, yeah. and I need it." And I I loved it. I thought it was a great <laughs> match. I thought that you know 
the Usos are such good, uh, such a good tag team yeah. that you can put them in there with anyone pretty much, and they'll probably put out a passable match. But you put them in there with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, you're going to get a great match. Yeah, and I know that obviously they didn't get a ton of time, but man, like, because uh, I, I was surprised. But the champion was opening the show. Yeah. Like, I was like, really? They're, ha- they're having the champion in the first match? Like, right. it's kind of weird. And Daniel Bryan and the Usos? Yeah. Like, these are all, you know, some of the bigger talent on the show right yeah. now. And so yeah. I, was, I, I, I was confused. But then I was like, man, this was a good way to kick off things on like a, hey, SmackDown has always been the wrestling show. And I think that right. they kind of tried to get that message across where, you know, SmackDown has always kind of been like the the – the work rate heavy yeah. show. You know, they have a lot of the like guys that put on good matches there when mm-hmm. it's brand splits and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I think they're trying to kind of remind, you know, celebrate that with yeah. this match. And I think they did a great job of doing that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was so much fun to watch this match. I didn't even want it to end. And, right? then I, and I liked the way it ended. Yeah. I thought the ending was perfect. Me too. Because we see those inadvertent hits between teammates to promote. Like, after years of watching wrestling, you've seen it happen numerous times. This is one of the most flawless ones I've ever seen where it doesn't look overt. And yeah. actually looks like it was an accident. It's a good point. Right? And yeah, they did a good job like, of making it believable. Yes. And I thought that was really fun. And then you saw the Usos take advantage of it. They weren't like, you know, kind of fumbling around. Oh, we got this advantage all of a sudden. No, they just would jump right on it, took care of business like veterans would do. And got the pin, and then you have the you know you have AJ and Daniel Bryan now having a little bit of fra- uh, 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 problems between them. It's just to head into the match, so I liked it overall. Yeah, no, absolutely, they got the job done. And and I liked the fact that the tag team won. Yeah, you know I get that the right, champion was right. in the match, but these are two guys that you know are tag team wrestlers. They yeah. know how to take advantage of these opportunities. That's what they do. That's yep. what they do yep. on a weekly basis. Um, so I felt like even though the champion was on the losing team, I was like, you know. Totally cool with this. Yeah. You know, it, 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 nobody lost anything out of it. You know, if anything, people gained out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I very much was a fan of this match. And I, I, I would, I, I would kind of want to see it again. Yeah, I would be down to see it again. And I would be down to see the Usos come back into the tag team picture now with what happens later on in the, in the show. I'm like, okay, let's get them rolling in here. At least I like that. Uh, what do they have? An eight-man tag a few weeks ago or whatever. I, I didn't mind it. And I thought he was, they were really great in it. So Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think they didn't win, yeah. but I, I, I like them being in it. So hopefully they'll find their way back into the tag team picture, especially now who has the tag team titles now. You know? It's yeah, fun. I – I'm. When's the next? Um, not brand split. When's the next draft? Oh gosh. Well, where are we at right now? WrestleMania. Yeah. So right after WrestleMania will be the next uh, shakeup or whatever, probably. So it's yeah. like six months from now, probably. April seventeenth was the last shakeup this year, which is this year. So, so, April, so a few months. Like like five where months? are we at? So five, six months. Five, six months. Yeah. Usos need to go back to Raw. Oh, you think? I yeah, think the Usos that, need to go back to Raw. to revitalize the tag team division over there. To be honest with you, if I, and I, I know I've mentioned earlier, I would split them up. I would do one of those things. Ooh. I would split the Usos All up, right. send Jimmy to Raw as a singles talent. Yeah. I think he could I, – I don't know. Okay. I feel like if he was like helping Roman out every once in a while yeah. and yeah. like wasn't necessarily connected to his brother – I think he could have a successful face run. I think okay. Jay could have a successful heel run, too, if they let him be a heel. Yeah. I don't know why. He just strikes me as more of a heel. Jimmy strikes me as more of a natural face. I just mm-hmm. could see it. So, I don't know. But, okay. but yes, yes, I 
very nice to see all four of these guys get a showcase here like yeah. that. Well, speaking of four guys that got a showcase, now we move on to Evolution. This is what we're kind of teasing at the beginning of the show here. Them walking out, Triple H coming out, then Flair, then Orton, then uh, Batista. Of all people, Batista. I had no idea he was going to show up. Oh, you you didn't know? No, I had no idea. You know, I try to stay off that stuff, man. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, because I, I want to be. I want to enjoy the show. Yeah. There was a time in the early 2000s, late 90s, where... I was on every wrestling site, and I so I could not be surprised. So I could prepare for it and like see how they did it. Blah, blah, blah. But now I do like staying off it because I like being surprised by what I see. And but like, and I'll read occasional articles, obviously on wrestling sheet. I will read it what when I want to get involved and find out what's happening. Yeah, plug, plug, plug. It's a good, it's a good site. You should go and read the articles there. <laughs> but like, but like, I, I do enjoy doing that. So with this, I I, I didn't know this was gonna. I didn't know they were gonna be. I didn't know they were coming. I didn't know Batista was gonna be there. So that come and then each of them had their moment to speak about their time in evolution but also the time about the business right and it, each one has their own different personalities it is so weird batista is a interesting cat man on so many levels right because triple h did his thing flair did his thing orton did his thing they got him healed because he's still a heel on smackdown which worked but then batista kind of walking around the ring and saying the things he was saying sometimes you liked me sometimes you hated me but i loved you and you could tell like he's got unfinished business that he'd like to tell the fans about because of his second run back when he came back through the guardians of galaxy time no it was right before oh, guardians, right, uh, sorry, of right before guardians of galaxy it was the daniel bryan when he came back and everyone right. hated him because of daniel bryan right right Which sucked because the only reason people disliked him yeah. was because they loved Daniel Bryan. And it was exactly. Like, and Vince was like, no, no, pay no attention to the little bearded man over right. here. Here is my god, Batista. And right. everyone was like, no, we want Daniel Bryan. You know, and even me, I'm a huge Batista fan. Yeah. And even I was like, what's happening? Oh, me too. Daniel Bryan is a, a thing right now. Right. Ride that wave. Yeah. Like, that is a wave that you need to. Get on, you I bet, know. I like, bet his grandkids were texting him too. What are you doing, Dad? What are you, Pop? What are you doing, Pop? Um, yeah. So, but I do think that because of that, mm-hmm. there has been this like, there's been this cloud over yeah. Batista of fracture. like, of like, well, they're gonna boom again, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, guys, he was in one of the biggest mm-hmm. movies of all time now yeah, yeah. since that time, like yeah. two of them, like well. Mm-hmm. He's in two franchises. That's what I was saying. Well, has he been in two or three he Marvel movies? Two, well, he's, well, he's been in three because he's he was in Infinity War. Infinity War, right? And both Guardians and of the both Galaxy. Guardians. Yeah. So he's been in three of like the biggest and he'll be movies in the of all time. Yeah. Mm, we don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with James <laughs> Gunn. James Gunn comments, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But I know, my girlfriend and I were discussing that because we were like, you know, with that whole snap thing, they yeah. can easily write anyone they want it. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, like, they can easily say, like, oh, Drax is in a different realm where he's with his family again mm-hmm. now and he doesn't want to come back. Right. Done. As soon as I heard Ruffalo say that they're still improving the ending a few weeks ago, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible yeah. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I – I, um, I think that there's been this fear that he was going to get majorly booed, though, yeah. because of that Daniel Bryan sure. thing. Um, so I was glad that didn't happen. I yeah, was glad sure. that he got a big ovation. Yeah. And like you said, he clearly has unfinished business. Yeah. I mean, he has gone on a campaign saying that he wants to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. He wants to build. He wants to for a few months come back and build towards that program yeah. at WrestleMania where he can retire. This I think proved. Because 
Mm-hmm. We've seen you might stay away from the reports, but you know I did a story a while back, okay. uh, not not that long ago, where they completely ghosted Batista. Like Batista, oh. Batista was in talks with them for something, and then he said like, "Hey, what's up?" And they, yeah. could, uh, it was the WrestleMania match at at, at uh, with Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were like, "Hey, we want you in the spot." He was like, "Great," and then. After like texting, they just they ghosted him, you wow. know, and so he was bummed about it, yeah. and so so the Rock ended up getting that spot, I think, right? Uh, no, Kurt Angle ended up getting that spot, oh, right? Right, Kurt Angle, um, yeah, yeah. but oh, that that, that thing. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, if I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was wow. for. Okay. Um. So because of that, like, I think there's been this weird, you know, vibe around yeah. Batista. So I was glad they got past it. I was glad that. They cheered him. I was glad that he kind of roundabout yeah. way uh, addressed the the weirdness of like the you've booed me sometimes, you've yeah. hated me sometimes, but I'm for I'm I'm here for I'm here for you guys. And I thought that was good for yeah. him to show everyone like guys, I'm with you. Like yeah. I, I I love wrestling because yeah. he does. He loves yeah, wrestling more than anything, you know. Um. So so yeah, I, I loved I loved the whole segment. And I loved they gave him a chance to finally build towards the Triple H match yeah. he's been wanting. Yeah. Because the seed was planted for hardcore, so and so it was good. so good the way it was, it was done. Because he was so chill. He was like, chill, like, what's up? I'm Hollywood. I wear red glasses now. Like, I'm cool, you know? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, my boys, my boys. Except for you. You know? <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like, oh, that was so good. I yeah. loved it, man. Like, I, And I think his time in acting is what helped that oh, a lot. Yeah. Because I don't think Batista was ever someone who was – you know, heralded for his promo skills. Right, you know, I mean, he, right. he mentioned that this is like the last place I want to be is holding this microphone. Yeah. But you can't deny that he's been in a lot of movies now. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of experience acting. I mean, I know he had a lot of experience in entertainment and acting in mm-hmm. WWE prior. Right. But now he's had work with big directors. Yeah. He has been on movie sets. It's, it's a different beast. It's com- it's completely different. And I think yeah. that it helped. It clearly helped him because he had that whole crowd in the palm of his hand. I mean, he they, he, yeah. he, they were just waiting on his every word. They he, were they were pumped on it. He actually understands nuance. Yeah. And uh, uh, complexity in a situation. Yes. And yeah, it's small things. And yes, you're going to say, oh, it's pro wrestling. You don't need that. You do. The mm-hmm. best ones understand nuance. Absolutely. The best ones do. And you could tell in that situation, he knew exactly when to hit that beat to turn to Triple H and say, he's, he's done everything there is in the business. Except beat me. Yep. And then you're like, oh, shit. And, and you're like, oh. And then they hugged. Out. You almost had that Ronda Rousey like, oh, shit. But then they hugged. But then they had that great close-up on Triple H going, I'm going to kick the shit out of mm-hmm. you. get the chance. So that's going to happen, I guess, is what you're saying. They're building to it. And Well, I mean, I don't know that's the plan. I, I just think that, like, clearly it's something Triple H just wa- – I'm sorry. It's something Batista has badly wanted. Yeah. And they clearly let him build to it a little bit here. So right. I'm – I mean, I did a poll on the wrestling sheet page mm-hmm. on like if this is something that people would want to see now. Yeah, it was a resounding yes. Wow. Like it was resounding. I said, okay. uh, I want to say it was like ninety five percent of people said they wanted to see it. I'm pulling it up right yeah. here. It was. Uh, I said, Dave Batista has repeatedly said he wants to return to WWE for a WrestleMania match against Triple H. Mm-hmm. After tonight, do you want to see it? And uh, 88% said yes, Yeah, with over 5,000 votes. Wow. So, okay. I mean, it seems like a slightly good I'm barometer. Down I'm down for right? it. Right? Yeah. I mean, they had that, uh, was a Hell in a Cell match, that was, or Vengeance, whatever that was, that was a fantastic uh, match that, that was there. So I, I would love to see them do it again. And they have great chemistry and... 
I I just wonder if Batista, like you know, Rock came back and pulled a rib. You know, can mm-hmm. can can Batista? Like, because it's different when you're doing it for wrestling, of course, versus when you're training for a film, right? The the, the amount of work that you're putting in, you're leaner. Well, that was even that remember remember at the time when Batista came back last time. Yeah. That was the big complaint from CM Punk when when he walked out. And I know that he, you know, Batista wasn't necessarily the reason for Punk walking out. But I remember Punk being frustrated that Batista came back and he felt like Batista wasn't in ring shape. It wasn't that he wasn't in shape. Obviously, Batista is crazy in shape. It was that he felt like Batista wasn't in ring shape and he was still getting a main event push and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, it it does play a difference. Mm -hmm. It factors in absolutely. I think there's enough time though to be able to yeah, to so. work around it. I hope so, and and you know hopefully we'll see what his schedule is like because clearly he's not doing a Guardians of the Galaxy three anytime soon. Well, and Batista has got time. If I recall in that Chris Jericho interview where he went, went into detail talking mm-hmm. about the Triple H stuff, if I recall, I mean he has said like he wants to come back not like as a part timer. Yeah, he wants to come back and do house shows. Like he's like, no, I want to come back and do a full. Few months right. building towards me versus Triple H house shows yeah. going everywhere. I want to come back yeah. for a few months. Right. That's like, why wouldn't you take him up on that offer? I yeah. mean, like, I, I, I mean, I would think. I mean, like, I, I would take him up. I just feel like people want to see that more than yeah. Undertaker right now. Even like, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's a sacrilegious thing for me to say, but oh. like. Undertaker is not where he's been. Oh. What? This from Mr. Lita and Trish over here. <laughs> all of a sudden. All of a sudden. No, no, no. That's not comparable. No, 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 no. That's not comparable at all because <laughs> Undertaker. not as popular. Oh. No, I didn't say not as popular. I said, no, that's not what I said. Get out of here. You're twisting my words. Also, most people tweeted me saying that you were wrong. What? So. what? That's not true. That's not what I saw. Oh, you saw one person that tagged the you. I saw all the others that, me and said that I was right. didn't tag you. Yeah, oh, oh. Oh, oh, okay. Because they're cowards. <laughs> they, know, they know I come at people on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll see what happens with it. I'm excited. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I also, I forgot, we should mention, how great was Randy Orton here, too? Yeah, dude. I'm saying, but that's how you, yeah, that's how you stay within a, uh, like, a parameters of what you've been handed with the evolution and still work your current angle, which is the heel stuff, which yeah. is great. So. Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to give props to him because I think we... I, I am hard on the Randy Orton character, but you that are. was crazy entertaining. Like yeah. I, when when he, when he did all that, like, oh, you're off making movies. Like you're up there, you're yeah. here. Like I'm here. I'm like day I'm here. in and day yeah, out, taking it, it, building it up. Yeah, I like it. Still evolving. Yeah, I, I, I like that a lot. I lot. Well, well, real quick, we'll move on to these other matches. But like, real quick, where do you think Evolution Stable is actually at? Because it was like here and gone. It was not a long running stable. I think that's why it's not on the list of like yeah well it's why it won't be considered like one of the greatest of all time it's not be- a top 10 for me no because of its short run right. but but the people involved the is people top involved 10. is like it's like man those are some names you yeah. know like those are some real names so yeah. it, it's a tough one because if you look at it like Petit, where batista and randy orton were prior to evolution i mean they were they were newbies yeah. at the time they were i mean granted they'd been wrestling and it wasn't their first outing. They'd been, you know, wrestling. Right. But, right. like, you know, this was their big break, yeah. you know? And, and look what's happened with both of them. There's not a lot of groups where being put – not a lot of wrestlers where being put in a group did that for them. Yeah. I mean, those guys are – because of evolution, they got yeah. to become legends. I yeah. mean, those two guys are legends. They did. 
And they had great storylines. Yeah. And really fun stuff. But unfortunately, it wasn't long enough. So, but Do you I, think they'll go in the Hall of Fame evolution? Yeah, probably eventually. I mean, it's not real. So, yeah, I guess they'll go <laughs> It's in. not real. If so. they want to put him in, they'll put him in. But, like, but, uh, <laughs> like oh, you answer. mean like Hall of Fame, like where they go and do a speech? And yeah. Oh, yeah, like maybe. Like 10 years down the road, maybe. <laughs> You know, because like it, well, Flair would be dead by then. <laughs> Stop it! Ten Flair's years gonna outlive us all, dude. Ten years, dude. Come on, he's gonna be wooing How old is Flair, Come dude. Uh, I don't know. I love Ric Flair because watching that thirty for thirty documentary, there's nothing I believe that he says out of his mouth. So I um, mean, you know, he almost died it, this year. <laughs> yeah, but so did Jerry and King, and he's still kicking it. Um, he, he, are they the same age? Isn't uh, Ric Flair a lot older than Jay Lowell? I don't think he's a lot older. How old is Ric Flair? He's about. He's got to be uh, Hogan's age, right? Like sixty-two, something like that. He can't be that old. Ric Flair is 69 years old. Nice. Nice. Um, I guess. All right. 10 years. I guess. All right. You're right. Yeah. Speaking too soon. What? what, He's 69. He's 69. You can live to 79. Yeah. She's at her law. If Ric Flair, look for sixty nine, he's he's got a lot of moves still left in him, a lot of woos, <laughs> a lot of woos. Yeah, it's funny. Last night when and I was, he just got married, dude. It was the best. Last night when we were watching, when we were watching SmackDown, yeah. my girlfriend said Space Mountain. <laughs> they, why do they call Ric Flair? They call Ric Flair Space Mountain. And I said, Yeah. So why do they call Ric Flair Space Mountain? I said, Because all the girls want to ride Space Mountain. That's and, right. And I was like, Oldest ride, longest, longest line. line. And she was like. Of course, of course. <laughs> Whenever someone says "of course," they slightly respect. Yeah, it. no, they she did. She did. Once yeah. she like got it, she was like, "All right, res- all, right. all right, I get it. <laughs> of course, all right, I get it." I hadn't heard the longest, what longest, the oldest ride, lo- longest. Line I hadn't one. heard that. <laughs> Until Jay Lethal did it when he was imitating him, and Flair lost his shit. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's my line. That's my line. That was brilliant. And I hadn't heard it before, and I was like, oh, that's genius, man. And then people were like, yeah, he's been saying that for a long time. Oh, my bad, my bad. But anyway, good stuff here. We'll see what happens with Batista and Triple H down the road. Uh, uh, but I, I think they probably did this also to, to kind of start this process. In Batista's hometown in Washington, D.C. Totally. Which is where – and that's why I love Dave because, A, he's a Latino. B, he's, no, he's not. What? No, he's – Oh, he's a, Filipino. I'm Filipino. Sorry. I thought he was Latino for a long time. So <laughs> let me say that because I got corrected by that on Movie Talk one time as well. Uh, I thought he was Latino for the longest time because of Batista. It just seemed to make sense to I me. won't – I won't – Right. Fault you for it. And I grew up in Virginia slash D.C., so to me, I felt a special affinity for him for that. So when he became champion and he was successful, I've always been in Batista's corner. Plus, when you hear his story about what he came from, the poverty, what his mom had to do to survive, and what he had to do to survive, like you feel another – it's the rock story in another town. Absolutely. Essentially. Absolutely. Know, except that Batista's dad wasn't a wrestler or anything like that. But it's another story in another town. Poor kid having to make it on his own, having to fight, blah, blah, blah. So that, I, oh, Batista's I was, a success story, man. Yeah. Like I – Love I, Batista. Yeah. Like I, Batista's one of the guys when I got out of wrestling who got me back into it. You know, oh, like yeah. I was out of it, and then I started watching Batista and John Cena were like yeah. the guys coming up at that time, and I, yeah, super loved it. So yeah, no, I, he's got a great story. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, so you said right there that I wanted to what the Fil- Filipino stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> I I I tweeted an unpopular food opinion last night. Someone, oh yeah. Someone tweeted. That I saw you like and your mayonnaise. Yeah. I like mayonnaise on French fries. You white boy, you like the mayonnaise. Well, so you I, ain't Latino. That's funny because I, I had so I, I had all these people respond to me, calling me fucking white, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm Hispanic," and they were yeah. like, 
well, you got white taste buds, motherfucker, you know? Like, and I was like, oh, man, dude. One guy said that my Latino card is revoked for, a, yeah. for 48 hours as they look into it and decide yeah. if I'm allowed to keep it. <laughs> I need to see that guy's credentials <laughs> before he takes your card. I'll decide if he gets his Latino card revoked or not. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, 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 anyway, so, uh, yeah, that, that whole thread was a bit uncomfortable as it kept going because some people got, like, uh, some of those responses were a bit racist. So. Sounds about like, – sounds like – Pretty much all the threads that end up forming <laughs> out of my tweets, they like start off fun Kill and then it, it starts it's, just getting out of control. It yeah. goes through the uh, Well, speaking Don't of. Don't get de- too deep in the replies of my Twitter. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Speaking of devolving, a Rusev versus The Miz happened. And it was so boring. Did it? And so a waste of time. Yeah, right, exactly. Aiden English rolled uh, in there and got Miz the victory. And then Lana kicked him in the ding ding. And then. Uh, <laughs> Lana kicked him in the ding ding. And then uh, she should make a shirt that says that. <laughs> Lana kicked him in the ding ding. Shout out to Eddie Murphy on that one. And then he throws uh, uh, Aiden through the announce table. What did this prove? Is that from old Eddie Murphy? Yeah, stand up. It's, a, it's of course a I've big, seen Raw. Well, it's a, well, he didn't remember it. Well, I don't remember all of them. At the beginning of Raw, when he's a little kid, he's talking about the monkey in the oh, tree. Oh yeah, 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 kicked, yeah, yeah. He goes, "I want to see stars. You want to see stars?" And he kicked him in the ding ding. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, yes. <laughs> and then Sam's like, "Oh, funny." That boy is funny. <laughs> um, anyway, what did you think of this? Did this make any sense? Do we even need to talk about it? I don't know. Not really. I mean, it's, I mean, it, I get it continued on. Right, right. I think it's more funny, this World Cup thing. The World Cup, yeah. this whole World Cup. Stuff, and Rusev making a joke of it on Twitter has uh. been my favorite thing of him being like, if everyone in the World Cup is American, does that mean we can call it the U.S. Open now? <laughs> that cracked me up today. I was like, that's such a good point. It's ridiculous it they're is. calling this the World Cup. It's I saw something on Lily White World American World Cup. <laughs> I saw There's something. one Latino person. I, I saw something, and I, I hate that I don't remember where, mm-hmm. but I want to say it was a report somewhere that said that who has the actual World Cup? Was it like Qatar? Oh, Qatar, yeah, Qatar, right? Yeah, or Qatar, however you want to say it. Yeah, uh, it said that Qatar 2022 that they have the World Cup. And Saudi Arabia was unhappy about it, so that's why they na- they they had WWE name this World Cup because they were unhappy that they lost out on the actual World Cup to Qatar. Now I don't know if they were ever in the running for it. I don't follow all that, but it kind of made sense when I saw it's that. Certainly possible, especially seeing all the the yeah. the reports about everything the, the, about the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I don't, I don't have that knowledge offhand right now, but I do follow the World Cup stuff all the time. And who gets the you know who gets it, who doesn't, who's in the running, what happens, that kind of thing. Was that there, semi recently? Certainly, but yeah, it, the decisions were made semi recently, like two three years ago. Okay, for eighteen twenty two twenty six. Okay, because uh, the U.S. and uh, I think the U.S. and Canada or U.S. and Mexico got 20 – I think it's U.S. and Mexico got 2026. So, yeah, Saudi Arabia might have been in the run. 2026? Yeah. Or, yeah. USA got years, that? USA slash Mexico. So it's going to be both uh, countries hosting, which is weird. silly having a soccer That's World sweet. Cup out here. Yeah. It's like, like I know the kids play soccer out here. Well, it's growing, man. The MLS has 20-some teams I've been in hearing it. that since I was a little kid. Yeah, well, these teams survive somehow, bro. I – it, honestly, 20,000-seat stadiums. It does surprise me that it's lasted this long because I remember yeah. when it started out here. Like, I remember yeah. when the Galaxies came when, – when, you know, yeah. when all that started out here. Right. And it shocked me that it's still around out here. Oh, yeah. Like, 
I used to be a DC United. I, I mean, I am a DC. I used to go all the games in 96, really? 96, 97, and 98 before I left. That's like when it started, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I thought. Okay, I yeah. went to a lot of the home games with my dad. We had a contingent of people that would go. Our whole, we would take a whole row. And we would just go and cheer on DC United. And, and that was when they were winning the championships. And so it was a lot when Bruce Arena was the coach. Like it almost feels to me like as if the XFL were still around. Like that's <laughs> how I think of it. That's how I think of MLS out here. Like, you know, like 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 Kobe you Jones. Take that back, sir. <laughs> you take that back right now. The MLS was never the XFL. They never tried to change the rules like that. They did change some rules. They didn't change the rules like that. I just mean more in terms of like I remember when both were launched when I was a kid. Oh yeah. And both have been so out of my peripheral that right. like I like honestly. I'm surprised to hear that Major League Soccer is still a thing out here. Oh, the yeah. fact that you said there's 26 teams just now, or whatever, yeah. 23, like, or whatever, 26, yeah. right? That yeah. you said it's that's a lot. A, that's a lot of teams. I didn't realize there's that many. I also don't follow sports very well, so like, yeah, here, fair enough. Look, when I heard that WNBA was still around, I was like, really? Didn't know that. <laughs> what? I don't know. I say it shouldn't be around. I just, right. It's just not on my radar. It's not like you hear people talking about the WNBA no, all the time. People do not talk about WNBA. You know, it's a time. thing that exists, but you don't hear people like all the time <laughs> going like, "Hey." Did you you see that crazy WNBA video, you know, like highlight? I don't see that all the time. I don't know. No, that's a good point. Same for soccer. I've literally yeah. never seen like a – and I don't follow a lot of sports stuff. Yeah. But I follow some sports sites. You do? And I'm like, yeah, you never really see like this crazy soccer highlight that everyone's talking about. But soccer is one of the most popular yeah. things all around the world. So. There's 23 teams in the Okay, MLS. 23. Okay. And LAFC is their first season right now. They're the new LA team. So wait, that's there's different a galaxy. galaxy. There's, yeah, two, different galaxy. there's two, two LA teams. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. We have two. Who's this? We bullshit. You don't even watch. <laughs> Los Angeles. Yes. has two soccer teams. Yeah, we used to have two because you had Chivas USA, which was an uh, which is an extension of the Chivas. Which I remember that from kind Mexico. of yeah. vaguely because I did and a story on had, their TMZ. Oh, right on. And then you had, of course, Galaxy has always been here. Okay. Uh, and then LAFC is the new one now. Bob Bradley is the coach, and it's a badass scheme. It's it's gold with black. Do those guys make money? Uh, yeah, they have to to stay alive as teams. They make money, and now Crazy. they're individually owned. Like when it first started, it was like one uh, one person or one owner having like three or four teams. So it was always with Stan Kroenke and yeah. other people. I think Ann Schultz was one of these guys. They had multiple teams, and so now everybody has their own team. So now it's legitimate competition. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's legitimate. And they put butts and they buy and they build new stadiums. Like Crazy. LAFC is in a new stadium. DC United is – I think they're building a new stadium for DC United. So a lot of these new – like Carson was a new home for LA Galaxy. That was huge when they built that stadium. It was like a big deal. I think, it, what, 98, 99, yeah, I remember, 2000. Yeah, I remember like going to that yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. Because so when I played soccer when I was a kid. You exactly, know? exactly. And there's a lot of clubs now that have their own stadiums built specifically for them. Crazy. With 20,000. So they're averaging – I think they average about anywhere from sixteen to 18,000 a game. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Is it on TV? Yeah, it's on TV. It's on ESPN all the time. Interesting. And I think on Fox as well, FS1 or one of those things. But And the Spanish channels, definitely. I see MLS well, that, all the time. See, that, when you say Mexico for World Cup, yeah. that I believe. Because I'm right. like, well, Mexico, they love soccer. You go right. there, they're, they're soccer fanatics. Right. You know, but out here, it's just it's weird how you I, like. I get it. It's just weird because like, like, growing up, everyone plays soccer. 
Like everyone plays soccer, right. but then like they get over it at at some point, and then right. like it's it's weird. I've always thought it was weird. But so many so many transplants, and I know we I know this is Sorry. a soccer bio, but there's so many transplants. I'm fascinated. Sorry, from other countries come to live here in the United States, so that's how the game has grown. But wouldn't they make more money playing it in other countries? They do, but the guys who come over aren't usually like, the are guys we getting in their prime. Yeah, I was gonna say we're getting like second rate guys here, kinda right? Kind of like CFL gets second rate NFL guys. Yeah, maybe no, not really, because Wayne Rooney was a star for a long time. He's at DC United. Yeah. David Villa, who's over at uh, uh, um, uh, at New York, the New York team, uh, and so there's a number of players that come over that are just a little bit past their prime, but still damn good. But like Ibrahimovic is over here. Zlatan is playing for the LA Galaxy, so you get a number of players that come over from other countries or that were superstars uh, for their teams, and then come over. Like Beckham came and played for so many years, he still had it. So yeah, the quality is not at the same level as the European leagues, uh, the main European leagues, maybe the lower division European leagues. Yes. But not the main top ones. But it's enough that people come and enjoy the games. And there's enough rivalry. Like Portland, dude. Portland is madness. If you want to go down a wormhole for soccer, go and watch Portland highlights of the fans. Uh, like just for like five minutes. It'll blow your mind. They have songs. They have oh, banners the, they unfurl the, that are stadium the, size. The fandom of soccer, I yeah. believe. When I, went to the, when I went to England recently, oh yeah, uh, I... Not realize how oh, crazy they are, massive, dude. and like you know, if you're here in LA, and like you know, like someone buys like like if I walk by a guy in a Celtics jersey, I'm not gonna be like fuck you, Celtics fan, oh, you right. know? Oh yeah, so I was. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Oh, no. I forget exactly where I was, but I I, I was cold. I was yeah. so cold, and I didn't have a scarf. So I walked into a store, oh, no. and I bought a Manchester United scarf. Fuck you, man. And I didn't know the difference. I literally bought it for the color. I bought it you strictly like the for the red because yeah. it matched what I was wearing. Yep. So I bought it not knowing that I think is their number one rival Liverpool. Liverpool. So I was That's in a team. Liverpool area. Yeah. Oh, and what? I, I didn't know. I just walked into a store because I was in a touristy area. First of so all. So they had all the different teams, and I'm like, oh, oh, give me the red one. And I just put the fucking red one on. The rest of my trip in that area was awful yep. because everywhere I went, people were just like, eh, fuck Manchester United, mate. You know, and I was like, I don't even watch soccer. Yeah. I just thought this was cool color. I saw someone get beat up when I was – I literally like had to put my Manchester in my pocket because I saw someone get the shit kicked out of them for yelling Manchester United at a Liverpool guy on the street. And I was like, oh, let's not be involved in this. I don't even watch soccer. So, yeah. Uh, if you're like me and don't watch soccer and you go to the UK, you're a wrestling fan going there, don't make that mistake. Look, it's Crips and Bloods. You gotta it understand. It really is. It's you crazy. Gotta understand. Yeah, yeah, I learned my lesson the hard way. Yeah, it's no joke. Even here in the States, I, I go to a Liverpool bar to watch Liverpool games. And if someone walks in in the jersey of another team, there is all kinds of comments amongst us <laughs> about what we think of that person for walking in here, having the guts or the balls to walk in here wearing a shirt from the other, like Chelsea oh, or a Manchester United shirt. You get caught up in the group think, man. You really do get caught up in the frenzy of it. Like, like I, I could imagine with a bat or anything, like, but like you get caught up in it. Like I couldn't imagine being at a WWE show and a guy in a Lucha Underground shirt sits <laughs> next to me and I'm like, you piece of shit. We're in WWE territory right now. This is New York territory, buddy. Get your Mexican 
Lucha shit out of here, Lucha you know? sucks, dude. Fuck Lucha Underground, you know? And I wouldn't do that, you know? So the, the, these things are all, con- oh, yeah. these concepts are all very foreign to me, it's everyone. I apologize. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, by the way, shout out to the English Premier League show we do here at Collider EPL on the Collider Sports. If you want to learn more about soccer, want to hear about the teams that do play in England, we don't fight each other. Jack Hind and I, Jack Hind and I host the show over there on the Collider Sports YouTube channel and podcast. I feel like you guys fight each other sometimes on there. Yeah, we Just have, not physically. Not, not physically. We've <laughs> had bad, verbal battles, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and maybe I feel like I've seen Jack get into verbal battles yeah. just on regular things yeah, out here. Anybody. I feel like when it comes to soccer, I feel yeah. like he has to be very passionate. He does. And, and he's an Arsenal fan. So, And I'm a Liverpool fan, so it happens. That yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's been one physical fight. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Speaking of people who are getting into it, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair now. Uh, Becky Lynch came out to be a guest of the returning Edge, the cutting Edge, who I am very proud that I interviewed Edge one time for a 40-minute interview way back when, three or four years ago, when awesome. I had a show. And he was very gracious, very nice guy, very open about stuff. Uh, so to see him coming back, he, I've always respected Edge. I think he's one of these people that... Um, we're all like, what could have been? Because he had to retire so early because of his neck. And guess who didn't forget that? Becky. Holy shit. Uh, they had a nice, uh, fun back of Edge was trying to like school. Like, you make these decisions. Sometimes there's not a way back. You burn the bridges. Blah, 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 blah. And you thought Becky maybe. And ah, dude, she's on another level right now. Just for a second, she's just like, yeah, man. And then boom, just destroyed him. And then said, don't hurt your neck climbing through the ropes. Oh. Well, you spoke of nuance earlier. This yeah, episode man. Batista. And I think she played it perfectly there, where she was like, you thought that maybe she was thinking about yeah. it, like, oh, maybe he makes a point, and then she just, like, flipped it on him, like, get out of here, old-timer, Dude. like, um, for me, Ooh. personally, Ooh. Edge, yeah. I, great character, yeah. but I've never felt like Edge, I've always felt like Edge's strength was his promo skills. I mean, Edge, the character, mm-hmm. is great, like, he's entertaining to listen to, he's, he's a, um, He's good at getting you to pay attention to him. Yeah. Like he he brings you in, he sucks you in. Uh and I thought he did a really good job yeah. of that here. Uh pitting that. I also like that we got long hair edge back. Yes. We've we've seen short hair edge in WWE for the Always past couple weird. years. Always weird. Which was kinda weird. It's still weird. It's still it's still in that middle phase where it's not quite where it it's used to be because it's a little pretty right it's now. It's too pretty. It's it's too pretty. I don't like too pretty. Uh it is pretty right now, yeah. but it's very conditioned. Uh but it was it was nice seeing him have his long hair back. But yes, um the promo itself Man, Edge is so good at like bringing you in oh, and, yeah. and and taking you along for a ride, yeah. and he did a really good job of that here. Of like, you know, when he was doing when he was mentioning the like, uh, you know, it'll all lead to you sitting in your at home, you know, looking at all your title belts on the wall, but you'll be alone. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like that was that was deep, you know, yeah. like that whole that whole promo was was kind of deep, yeah. especially Edge was. An extremely villainous character. Yes, he I mean, was. He had times where he was a fun, happy sure, baby sure. face, but the edge that we that has become a Hall of Famer, the, the edge that is the rated R superstar, mm-hmm. is like this shitty guy who will do whatever to whoever yeah. in order to make his way to the top. I mean, he's the guy that made money in the bank thing, basically. Yeah. Well, you know, like the the, the cash in the way that yeah. that we know it to be. Uh, so I loved it. I thought he he. he did such a good job of of bringing you along and making you feel bad for him. Yeah. A- after all the bad things that he has done, and that, that it's it was nice to see a real spin on a villainous character yeah, that yeah. we get in. It's not a lot of times where we see a villain like that yeah. who who 
gets real like that, who, who breaks it down in a way of like a yeah, look, yeah, it's me and it's me and my friend doing a podcast now or whatever. But like, yeah, where are all my friends? Why am I not getting invited to this? Why am I not? Getting, you know, I like that. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought it was really well done that yeah. whole segment. And Becky, man, yeah. Becky is just on another level right now. She's yeah. doing so well. And I was right, everyone. I was right because. I don't care what you say. Becky is not a face right now. No. Becky is a heel. Becky's full heel. They're cheering for her. Yeah. But Becky's a heel. Yep. And it's the best thing that happened for her, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I said when everyone was rebelling against her initial heel turn saying, why would you turn Becky heel? Wow, really? Well, remember I we were on the show. Yeah, I know. Remember I loved we, it. we got into it over it yeah. about like – and I said – Mark my words. In yeah. a few months, you, everyone's going to think it was silly oh, yeah. that that they were against Becky becoming a heel mm-hmm. because it's going to be the best thing for her career. And look at now. Yeah. She literally mocked a WWE Hall of Famer's career-ending neck injury mm-hmm. and got cheered for it. She did. She fucking mocked Edge's neck injury. And the way she did it is the setup, which is really smart. She said, oh, no, I love myself, which <laughs> which is in a way like – Kind of taking advantage of what is going on nowadays with this touchy feely, like you know, therapy, which is all positive. But it took that and twisted the message around a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, damn, that's brilliant!" And then the shot at Edge, and then of course uh, 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 Charlotte comes out, and they have the back and forth, and they fight on the ring and get separated, blah blah blah. But like the thing that's interesting to me, dude, as I was watching this segment, I thought to myself for the first time ever, like, she has a real chance to eclipse all three of these other women, like Becky. Charlotte, she has the chance to eclipse uh, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey. Yeah, there's a real opportunity for her to step past, and no one thought this. Like six months ago, eight months ago, when she was taking all those losses, nobody thought this would be possible, except maybe her. Well, even rewind to when the four horsewomen got brought up and Bailey was left behind, or yeah, whatever, yeah. or or any of the times you always kind of thought like, well, Bailey got brought held back because she's going to be like. The future of this, yeah. She's like the female John Cena, right. you know. And now, like, look at the difference between the two. Now, instead of saying female John Cena for yeah. Bailey, you're saying female Stone Cold Steve Austin for for Becky Lynch. Yeah. That's a huge compliment, there's you know. No, no going and no back. one, yeah, no, no going back. back, no going. And back. there's no one saying that Bailey is like the female John Cena anymore, nope. unfortunately. And even you know Sasha, like, yeah, her place in the card is. But we talked about this. It's a bummer. We talked about this on the Raw recap. Yeah. You know, it's like. Not really doing much with her. And, man, Becky is closing shows. Yeah. Becky is, like, being put in the same light as, like, top talent. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's a huge thing for her. And you're right. I don't think anyone would have predicted that six months ago, eight months ago, a year ago, two years ago. I love it, though. She is leaving even Charlotte behind. And that's shocking. Right? Shocking. Although, I don't know about in the eyes of Vince McMahon. No, of course not. But, yes, in terms of, like, entertainment, yeah. yeah. I think... I I think she man like that attitude has brought a whole new level to her. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this where it doesn't feel like there's heels and faces anymore. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like the reactions and I was mm-hmm. saying Charlotte's talked about it. Um man, they need to do this with Finn now. They yeah. need to do this with Finn Dallar ASAP. Absolutely. Watch every week that I watch Becky, I go, yeah. why wouldn't she do this with Finn too? Yeah. Look what it's doing. Yep. Yeah. Stop having Finn smile with Bailey and go have him kick some ass. Yeah. Go have him beat some people up. Go have him stop smiling. Yeah. Lose his lose that smile that is making everyone angry. Go be tough Finn Balor again and you yeah. got money. Yeah. R- printing money. That's what people want to see now, man. 
They don't want to see the straight faces smiling yeah. and being happy. No, they want to see edge. They want to see an edge to their to the face them. It's weird how we're almost going back to the attitude era we in are, that light. We're absolutely going back to attitude era in so many ways. Like it's like the attitude era, the PC attitude era mm-hmm. because it's like it's very PC still. Yeah. Uh but you know the attitude era was very much like that where if you go look back at the attitude era you go like that guy was a face? Yeah. Look what he was doing though. <laughs> you know or vice versa like that guy yeah. was a heel look what he was doing. Uh Austin got away with sh- so much shit being a face. He put put a gun to his boss's head. Look he a fake tied- gu- and being a fake gun, but he pulled a gun to his boss's he head. He tied up a human being and put him in a meat locker. He tied up. He, he taped Scott Hall to a chair and put him in a meat locker. He put a, he put cement in an awesome car. That, yeah. Like the car yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah, he caused numerous du- million dozens of dollars of property damage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but but, but I, I it feels like we're starting to go that way a yeah. little bit more. Then and good. Uh, good. Yeah. Good. I, I, well, is it good? Is it, it is good? for me. I love it, but I'm not a kid. So a kid, maybe a parent with a child is like, oh, shit. And, you know, maybe, but I like it. Here's my thing with it. I think that you can't you can't dip your toes into the water doing it. You have to either oh, right. go full into yeah. it or not, yeah. you know? Maybe, and I think that's the problem on Raw. I, I think that's the problem on Raw, too. Mm-hmm. I think you either have to go all in with it or not. And so – um, yeah. that I, I think that's the problem. I think on NXT, yeah, there are oh, clear yeah. cut faces and heels, right. and they stick with that, and it works. Yep. So I don't think necessarily you have to do the gray area thing to to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're gonna do it, I just want them to, to go full with it, yeah, 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 and have everyone be under those rules. Yeah, and I feel like it's a reaction to what we see going on in society now. This idea of have, of wanting their faces to have a little edge to them instead of being like the participation trophies and all this. You know, that's the fan base. That's a majority of the fan base that does not like this idea of everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets to win. No, they want to be upset. They want to be angry. They want to fight. They want to still feel good about themselves while they're cutting you down. True. You know? Very true. And so you feel that. And that's certainly what they're seeing reflected now in WWE. Whoever's in creative, at least on SmackDown side, seems to understand that and doing it well. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we got uh, the New Day taking on the bar and out of nowhere... The Big Show shows up to help counter Big E and the bar. What a surprise this was, I think, to do. I don't know if you'd been written about, writing about it already, but it was a surprise to me. That no, it was a surprise to me, too. And we had just been talking about him on a Raw recap, how he flips heel to face, heel to face all the time. And he came down, grabbed, uh, was it Xavier Woods? I believe. Nope. Wasn't was, it Kofi? It was a Kofi, yeah. And then choke slammed him. Uh, and then Was it Kofi? And then he beat up, and then they beat up Big E. Was it Kofi? I just remember Big E. I, I okay. forget which one it was. I just remember Big E's face in the ring watching it, which was pretty good. Yeah. Where he just had that look of just like, <gasps> yeah, what mad. have I seen? What am I, what's happening? You know, like, I right. like, I like that. Yeah, uh, the bar was Big Show made Big Show delivered chokes him to Kofi. That's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah okay. through the announce table, and then yeah, Biggie was like, "What the hell is going on?" And then they took care of business and they pinned uh, Kofi. So I mean, a pinned to Biggie. So what? What is this? this? Is the first time they've beaten the the bar right? Or the bar's beaten New Day right? I for the, I'm, they've wrestled so many times. It's hard to say because yeah. they wrestled on Raw too. Okay, so I, all right. I forget. I don't okay. know if it's the first time they've beaten them, but it's definitely. First time since, yeah, like you know, they've come back and yeah. the whole move on SmackDown and stuff. And I think it was the right move. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, not every title reign has to be long. Yeah, you know, not not everyone. And I think that you might as well strike strike while the iron's hot with the bar. I think people are re- very accepting of the bar being yeah. champions right now. Yeah. Um, they, they're, they've earned it. They've earned it. Yeah. It's they're on a little bit of a hot. They're they're feeling hot right now. Yeah. And I think it's it, it makes sense to to do that. I yeah. think. Um, I, I I personally was was into it. I yeah. think it was a good call. 
Um, I like James's tweet from the Wrestling Sheet account during the show where he said like it wouldn't be a SmackDown thousandth episode celebration without another Big Show heel turn or <laughs> because it's like man, Big Show really does turn all the time. It does. It's 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 silly to to this point. And and we did we mentioned yep. it recently that yep. it's like he's the one that's like the, the example of someone who yeah. turns face and heel too often that then we don't, that we don't want Braun Strowman yeah. to become that. So I don't know if I necessarily care about the Big Show turn. Okay, um, but you like him as a member of this team with the bar. To kind of counter Big E? I'm going to stay reserved on it. Okay. Because... I like it. It gives him something to do. It gives him something to do. Hopefully he doesn't have to wrestle that much. That's my thing. Okay. Is that I just don't want to see Big Show wrestling all the time anymore. I agree. Is that, like, we already have Randy Orton on SmackDown, Mm -hmm. and SmackDown only has two hours. That part of the show is filled by Randy Orton. I don't need Big Show filling another part of that, that guy I have to deal with, you know? I think he's a great wrestler. He's super entertaining, but it's just like he's overexposed. Like, yes. and especially we just saw one. Like, yep. It just seems like they're just throwing him out there. To be honest with you, yeah. this is my problem with all of WWE at the current moment. Yes, is that they know you're going to watch no matter what. They know you're going to watch, so they don't care about putting a lot of effort into it. And yeah. that's what's bothering me. The evolution build just kind of seems that they know you're going to watch if you're going to watch, so they're just throwing it out there. Um, yeah. Raw, SmackDown, they know you're going to watch, mm-hmm. so they're just throwing out what's going on. I just watched the NXT UK. Yeah. Nothing special. Like, really? Was no. That good? I mean, I, no, no. I don't want to say it wasn't good. Okay. It was did a solid job of building up new character. Or, sorry, of, mm-hmm. of showcasing who their top talent is okay. going to be. Um, was, must- was Mustache Mountain there? They were there. Tony Storm or she's Tony Storm. Okay. But that right there, we know who Tony Storm and Mustache Mountain are. I don't need them to be established. I was hoping that this was going to be the thing where they're in storylines now. Like where we're going to get a story. Like Tony Storm getting into an actual storyline. We know she's a good wrestler. Anyone who's watching NXT knows Tony Storm is a good wrestler. I don't think there's there's that big of a new audience they're going to be getting that isn't watching NXT or the Mae Young Classic or anything she's been in with WWE. So. Yeah, I just feel like they didn't do anything to stand out. Like, it was kind of like, they know you're going to watch. Yeah. So they presented you with the same formula that, that they have on NXT, that they have on 205 okay. Live. There were no storylines. Yeah. There were nothing to, like, I have that, that made me say, I have to watch next week. And that, okay. and I think that was kind of my problem here, where it was like, there's not a lot of stuff. That, mm-hmm. It's my problem in general with WWE. So, yeah. yeah I don't okay. Know. Fair enough. We got to wrap this up really quick, so we got to run through this. Uh, uh, Rey Mysterio took on Shinsuke Nakamura in another World Cup qualifying match. Hey, this time somebody that's not American was going True. to win, or at least not American heritage was going to win. Uh, Rey ended up uh, defeating Nakamura, but this was a good match. Great match. I I was surprised to see some of the people commenting that they didn't enjoy the match. People said they didn't like this yeah. match, what? and I was like, "What? It made no sense. That was good stuff." And Ray is the kind of wrestler that allows Shinsuke to really bring out like his harder edge stuff from Japan, yeah. like his more strong style stuff. Some of these wrestlers don't don't work well with his strong style stuff, and Ray really did. Like he went on this mini run in the middle of the match. Shinsuke did that. I was like, damn, I haven't seen him do these moves in a long time. Me too. That's how I. Yeah. I will say I noticed a few things like. In terms of them clicking a little bit, yeah. like uh, some of the Hurricane Rana, yes. like that wasn't necessarily was a little, yeah, a little off. Both legs over, yeah. yeah. Or like there was a few little things, but sure, that's sure, just sure. such nitpicky in yeah. stuff, in my opinion. Um, I agree with you. Like there was stuff he was busting out. Like when he, what's that move he did, does when he slides out to the outside? Yeah. I haven't seen him do that in a long time. I was pumped on that one. I was like, oh man, I love when he does that move. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I thought he looked re, re, uh, re-energized. Yeah. Um, looked great out there. Yep. Um, I like that 
he's got an interesting new mask. Yeah. I guess I saw someone I, I saw like on Twitter. Shirt. What? I like the shirt too. The I new, like the shirt. The shirt's great. Um I saw someone say the mask is reminiscent of the mask he wore when he debuted in wrestling in general. Oh. That have like a oh, thing shit. in the middle. And I love that Rey Mysterio puts that much thought into his uh, at attire, into his yep. gear. He does more – he puts more thought into it than most. And yep. he always has something cool. I, I tweeted today and I, I worded it terribly. But like I feel like he's in the conversation for having the most amount of cool wrestling gear yeah. throughout his career yeah. than anyone else. Like that, he's got a lot of cool gear and this was one of them. Yeah, agreed. I, I enjoy, And I enjoyed seeing Shinsuke finally show up for a match because like he'd be kind of going through the paces in a bit with Hardy. There wasn't that much chemistry there between them. Not that he was wasn't giving 100%. It just felt like he didn't have quite the chemistry or the great partner to work with, right? And so you saw this throughout the match that they did have good chemistry between them, and it was believable that Ray won. Was it? The, uh, yes, it was. Right. But what do you think about them having the United States champion lose, though? Oh, I, I didn't mind because they didn't lose the belt. No, so, but it's like you have one of your champions losing. Yeah, but it's Ray. Yes. I think it's a Teflon loss. Like, it's Ray. It's not going to hang on you and make it True. Your, your reign seem less credible. And if anything else... Mm, but they, could, are, they aren't using him that much right now. Yeah, they are. But it could build up a rivalry here. That's what I am hoping for. Yeah, I'm I think hoping, that's what's going to happen. Yes. I'm hoping that at World Cup, excuse me, at Crown Jewel, if it takes place, which I think it will, um, I'm assuming that yeah. Nakamura will... Interfere yeah. and beat up Rey Mysterio in whatever his ma- first match is to set up yeah. a rivalry between the two of them going forward. Because yeah. I, I think it only makes sense. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then to end the show, uh, we had a bit of a wet fart, in my opinion. Fuck, this was stupid. Yeah, this was dumb. I mean, what coming out the, of the hell yeah. was the Undertaker segment? Coming out of the pink boiler room, <laughs> I thought. I thought when he came out, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was coming out. Interesting. Okay. I guess they promoted it, but I didn't know like ahead of time of the show. And so when he starts coming out, I was like, oh, man, this is going to they, – they, maybe they heard the, the complaints about the pink boiler room and they're going to let him do this badass promo. And he comes out and he goes, I've got three words for DX. Rest in peace. And then walks out. And then Homie has to sell it going, ah, it's straight to the point. Powerful words from The Undertaker, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, what? No. It was so pointless. It was, man. It was. That's how you end the 1,000th episode of Raw. That was what I was saying. You know, it was that like, man, imagine Raw 25 had just ended with Stone Cold coming out and just being like, I got, you know, two words for hell yeah or whatever. You know, and you'd be like. That's it? Yeah. And then he's walked out like, what? Yeah. And I get that we've seen Undertaker a bunch now, so we I, I guess in their eyes we didn't need a ton, but then why'd you put him there? Yeah. Why wouldn't you end on a higher note? Why yeah. wouldn't you end with something cooler? Like, Makes no I, sense. It made no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dumb storytelling. Yeah. It was bad storytelling yeah. at, at the end of the day. You know, it was like, and pointless. Just yeah. pointless. Just so pointless. Couldn't agree more. You man. can't. You can't advertise that Undertaker is coming out and making it and, and that be it. Yeah. That's just silly. It's like – it's very similar. And I, I don't know why they always do this Undertaker and SmackDown. But it was like when Undertaker came out, mm-hmm. I want to say – I forget exactly when it was now. Yeah. But when Undertaker came out on SmackDown, they promoted that he was going to be there. And then he came out and he was like, Undertaker is home or something like yeah, that. Or yeah, SmackDown yeah. is the home of the Undertaker or something like that. Yep. And then he – wasn't on the show for another year. Yeah. And you're like, what? What was that? What yeah. was the point of that? Yeah. Why? And I just, yeah, it was a big why. It was right. a big, and, and it left, I think this segment is what left such a bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. of the show as a whole. 
in terms okay. of I can understand what that. I was saying at the beginning yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now that we're done. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. That I think mm. that's why I felt that way in terms of like being like the celebration of a thousandth episode. Like imagine if this was like I don't know, like like a David Letterman or something like that. Sure. And 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 it was like not a celebration of everything. Right. Instead, it was just kind of like lackluster pictures, and okay. then like I don't know, like right. Paul Schaefer coming out and not singing a song. I don't know, you know, like yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but I don't know, like it was just yeah, it was a lackluster ending, and it okay. made, it left a bad taste in the mouth of like. The, the SmackDown celebration. Yeah. The show as a whole was really good. I can understand that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I agree with you. Like, the ending itself, you know. But I kind of moved past it quickly. Like, ah, oh, fuck. They, they had to mess something up, I guess. And I just was like, whatever. It's not going to ruin that I enjoyed the show overall. And I just, Fair enough. I switched the channel, started watching something else. So, like, I didn't dwell on it probably too much. Probably soccer or something. Uh, probably. From L.A. <laughs> no, but, like, I was just like, okay, whatever. One it's, of our like, multiple teams that we have here. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, yeah, I did nothing to promote it. So we'll see what happens, dude. I know you're on. The, you've got your finger on the pulse of this, whether it's going to happen or not. This crown jewel, or where it might happen now. Uh, but uh, maybe this SmackDown is a way of them to like put a little fog over it and get past it. We'll see. Because already on one side of the fence, and I know we got to wrap up here, but already on one side of the fence, you know, uh, Trump and his his people are already saying like, you know, oh, it was a rogue agent, or it was like, oh, it was uh, you know, guilty until proven innocent, that kind of bullshit. But Everybody knows what happened. He's just trying to protect his interests, and I wonder. I wonder if WWE will do the same. I just wonder, man. <laughs> this is just full conspiracy theorist in me. Yeah, not any inside info okay. whatsoever. Don't quote him on this. this. Is not to be a quoted thing. This is speculation. strictly speculation yeah. on my part as a person who likes conspiracy theories. Yes, I just had this feeling Trump called Vince. I just had this feeling. Whoa. I don't know why. I don't know this. This isn't like an info I have. It's certainly possible. His I wife had, works on the Small Business Administration. I just had this feeling that, it. that it was like, wait, we don't know. Don't jump to conclusions. Wait. Vince is a smart man. Vince has, knows how to write conspiracy theories, and he knows how to write angles, both heel and, and face. So he knows what happened. If he's letting a call from Trump, but Did, look at it know, this way. Affect his opinion when he's a way more intelligent man than Trump, then that's a whole other ballgame. Well, I look at it this way is Vince hates the media just as much well, as does. Trump does. does. You know, Vince hates not like not like I'm saying he wants yeah, journalists yeah. murdered. Right, right, right. But in terms of believing reports yeah. and believing a New York Times report, I'm sure they've done lots of negative things about WWE. And I'm yeah. sure that Vince, when he hears New York Times, doesn't necessarily think right. this credible source or CNN yeah. or whatever. Maybe. I'm sure he thinks fake news. Maybe. So then the president calls him and like I'm saying this is speculation this isn't something I know yeah. but let's say then the president calls him and the president says Vince I know you have the show coming up I know you're getting tons of pressure let me figure it out wait <laughs> yeah. and Vince goes yes sir Mr. President you're right. my wife's boss. Right. I'll wait and I'll wait. now they wait. Yeah. I mean, well, that seems plausible. And we don't know what business, business interests Vince might have in Saudi Arabia either. We don't know besides well, the contract. Well, we know besides this contract. Yeah, besides that. Ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, you know, people have multiple revenue streams. True. Man, so you never True. know. You know, people have stocks and all kinds of things. So anyway, okay, that's our uh, Body Slam, uh, Collider Body Slam SmackDown Live recap of the 1,000th episode of SmackDown. A lot of fun to talk about it. We went into multiple territories, so, you know, we're adding a little more to your enjoyment. I tend that. to do that, sorry. That's, that's always, a, I, I love doing For that. For those of you listening to Wrestling Street Radio, you know that Roca has kept me on track more, 
better than I'm able to keep myself on track because I, as host of Wrestling Sheet Radio, I'm constantly on a tangent. So it's like I had Rachel on the show this week, yeah, and yeah. she and she was just like. Are we going to talk about this? I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. It's, we're cool. Don't worry. The, the listeners, they, they, they're used to this. Yeah, fair, fair. And that was a good show. Rachel, shout out to Rachel. Really good stuff. Yeah, there. she and killed it on there. Yeah, she did. Uh, all right. And you, you, tell them where to find everything, uh, my friend. Okay. Well, it's, uh, if, you want, <laughs> if you want to watch the video, it's YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where we're on here. You can yep. see our faces. You can see our reactions. Uh, you get to see all these Collider live decorations. Sure, sure. Working on getting that changed so that it's like a little more neutral, but don't say anything to anyone. Oh, just said it out loud. Oh, boy. Uh, but yes, yeah, so YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can see us. That's where you can see the other shows. Where you can see Wrestling mm-hmm. Sheet Radio, which I just mentioned. Rachel Sam Evans was my guest co host last week. Um, you can also see different news hits, uh, various things on there, press conference footage from the New Japan show yeah. that was out here in LA recently. Lots of fun stuff on there. If you're watching, Video. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, if you're watching on video, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed as well. It's podcast one. Uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio is where you can find all the different shows under the Wrestling Sheet Radio feed. It's also available on iTunes as well. I also mm-hmm. I'm in the process of fixing uh, the Stitcher Spotify situation. Apparently it was it was an issue on oh. uh, something on my end that I oh, did okay. uh, in terms of the RSS feed changing, and I didn't alert all those people. So I'm working on that. For those of you who used to listen those ways as well, uh, I'm only one man. I'm doing my best, uh, but, I, but I, I'm working on it. But, but, but in the meantime, uh, if you're watching a video, go subscribe there. There's also uh, Top 5 with James and Kevin. We have fun lists uh, of things going on in wrestling. Last week it was uh, uh, Top 5 Heel to Face Turns, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think it was Heel to Face Turns. Um, there's also Best of the Rest best of the rest with Rachel Sam Evans and Aaron Turner. Yeah. I believe they're going to be talking about Bound for Glory this week, uh, as well as uh, other things that are going on not in the world of WWE. And then make sure you guys follow everything going on with Collider, uh, yeah. Collider Video, Collider Sports. He talked about the stuff they're doing with the Premier League. Yeah. But it's Premier League, yeah, right? Premier League. Uh, Premier League for those <laughs> British people. Premier League. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys are following all that as well on the website, ProWrestlingSheet.com, where you can check it out. Make sure you guys go follow that on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet. There you go. You can follow me at The Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And I hope I can say this and not uh, uh, risk uh, uh, Ryan's ire, but Aaron and I have been talking oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. the show. Uh, 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 I was like scared uh, for a second. Yeah, Ryan approved it. Uh, Aaron uh, Turner, who hosts the other show that we have, one of the other shows we have on the Wrestling Sheet, me and him are going to get together, and every week we're going to do a commentary on a great match from the past. So, do you guys think of a good name yet, though? No, we're still kicking still around. Okay. Right? He wanted to do a, something called Slamentary. I didn't like it. I didn't like it either. So, we're going to figure something out. <laughs> Aaron's already probably, as he's listening to this, right I know, now, he's, listening he's like, throwing something. I know, at he's me. like, oh, why would they say the name? Why Put my name down, those assholes. <laughs> uh, but you can follow him in AT Titanium. You can follow me at The Rogue Says. Tweet at us, even DM us, and let us know what matches you want to hear our commentary. The way we're prepping the show is that we'll talk about what was happening for both of these people as they were coming, or tag teams, whatever, as they were coming into this match, and what were the main storylines that they were trying to work out through the match, and how it was. And then we'll do a commentary. We'll watch together and do a commentary of the match, and then talk about afterwards. So that's our plan for that right now. I like uh, that so, format. Yeah. So if you're interested, let us know what matches you want to cover. We've got three or four already in the hopper in our heads, but we definitely want to look at a bunch of other stuff coming down the pike so all right thanks everybody for watching this week collider body slam smackdown live recap we will see you next week for another episode of collider body slam
Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.